welcome to Recently Logged, where we're armed with one word. Ten. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what is this episode? Just an auditory assault on the listener? <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was just listening to the, uh, the tenant score. <laughs> I was just listening to the tenant score. Uh, don't mind me. Oh, uh, and, and you should probably explain the, uh, the opening joke. Okay, so <laughs> for those of you who didn't get the opening joke... <laughs> I probably wouldn't get the opening joke. Yeah, but... But it is pretty funny. It is funny if you get it. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> in this movie that came out in 2020 called Tenant, directed by uh, Christopher Nolan... Yes. There is a certain quality <laughs> about the audio. Very interesting quality. specifically. <laughs> in the fact that you can't hear it. <laughs> like, hear 40% of the time. If it's not John David Washington... You're not hearing. You, you can't really hear the dialogue. That that's that's the joke. Like so. the music is literally going like over the dialogue. Yeah, it's either either some ambient noise like the, okay, so the the boat scene, Mike. I don't know what they said, but they were saying something. You're like, what? What? Plutonium? Plutonium? What is this? Back to the Future? Yeah. But yes, that is why that is why my voice is being drowned out by music. It was, it was meant to be a, a fun little jab, a clever <laughs> jab, <laughs> a hilarious satira- uh, satirization of uh, the movie Tenant. <laughs> yes, which we are speaking about today. Also, yes. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, <laughs> we we should say, <laughs> say um and sync more often. Obviously, um. So wait, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say we should get into the episode and start going over the basic facts. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. Tenet is a 2020 movie rated PG-13. It's 150 minutes, which Didn't... is why you shouldn't start it at one in the morning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, the the little IMDb. <laughs> description thing is armed with one word tenet and fighting for the survival of the entire world a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage and a mission that will unfold in in something beyond real time living in a twilight world Uh, okay uh, okay. um it was written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, so until I made the show notes for this, I had no idea that he was the sole screenwriter. Yeah. And I was like, this makes way more sense. Now. If Jonathan Nolan was on it, it would probably be better. Oh, no, probably. Uh, it's cast. You got John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth DeBecky. DeBecky? Yeah, DeBecky. Okay. <laughs> that one uh, tall blonde lady. Kenneth Branagh. Brenhog. Oh, I have no idea how to Brenhog. pronounce his name. I can't help you there. <laughs> uh, and then, um, I, f- I feel like her first name isn't said Dimple, but it's spelled Dimple. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> how American of she's, you. She's a really big Bollywood actress. That's true, yes. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, it's the guy from yesterday. I don't want to butcher her name. <laughs> like, it's the guy from yesterday. Also the guy from yesterday. Uh, yeah, if you want to see the cast more closely, um, just go to our podcast description. They're down there. <laughs> um, it was, I guess, nominated for a Golden Globe. <laughs> Did it win? For, no, oh. it just was nominated for Best Original <laughs> Score. 
Oh, nice. I was about to say, if anything should be nominated for this movie, it should be like VFX or the score, probably. Or maybe lighting. Lighting's pretty good. Lighting's nice. But yeah, those are the basic tenet facts. Basic tenet facts. There's not a whole lot to it. It's just Christopher Nolan flexing for an hour. It's just Christopher Nolan blowing an absurd amount of money on his indie script for an hour. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, my mistake. (laughs) But anyway, let's get into our our opening thoughts. Basic thoughts. Our opening thoughts. Basic thoughts. (laughs) Opening thoughts. Basic thoughts. Okay, well, I guess I'll go first, uh, since you've been talking for, who knows how long, you've been going on for hours now. Yeah, probably hours, decades, (laughs) millennia. Uh, Well, anyway, uh, well, before before I say my my opening thoughts on Tenet, I I would like to preface this. Um, We have done one Christopher Nolan film before, if if my memory serves correctly. We did The Um, Prestige. Just The Prestige. Um, best. But... The the like fun fact about my film life is uh, Inception was actually the film that got me like into into film. So I I have a bit of a soft spot for that. But on the whole, I'm not like a crazy Christopher on the whole, Nolan he guy. Hates Christopher. <laughs> no, I don't hate. Chris- I like the Prestige. I I Dunkirk's pretty great. Um, and I really like Inception still. So. I do like his work that I've seen on the whole, and the Dark Knight trilogy is pretty all right, except for the last one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm something of a Christopher Nolan fan myself, <laughs> but not like a not like a crazy fan, you know, not not a, not like a crazy frog, Micah. Full circle. <laughs> Why aren't there any frogs in Tenet? That would have been cool. Why would there be frogs? I don't in know. Tenet? Frogs are cute. Christopher Nolan's not going to put a frog, frog in his spy movie. I just got frogs on the mind, okay? Is that, <laughs> is that a crime, Micah? No, but Christopher Nolan's <laughs> not going to put a frog in his spy movie. It's his original screenplay. He could have done anything he wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's not going to. It's, okay. it's, it's his prestigious flick, you know? I he doesn't see. think frogs are prestigious. I thought, I thought the prestige was his prestigious flick. Well, it literally has prestige in the name. Well, that's just too bad. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, what did I think of Tenet? What did you think of Tenet? I thought it was a very, uh, how to put it. <laughs> it's, I, I, I said to Micah while we were watching it that this feels like a extremely high budget indie flick, given its world building and dialogue, be, half of its dialogue being exposition, probably over half yeah, of its dialogue um, being exposition. And just, it it's very, very self-indulgent and very um, self-important, I think. Yeah, definitely self-important. Um, but that's not to say that it's, like, uh, completely unenjoyable to watch. Like, you're just, like, watching this guy, like... Uh, just do whatever the heck he wants for a couple hours. It, it's still it's still relatively engaging. Um, I think a couple. I have a couple problems with its pacing, especially around the middle. Um, it can get very spotty very quickly. Yeah, that's where I was. Uh, we we watched this very early in the morning this morning actually. Yeah. Um, 
like one o'clock and I literally the only time I was in danger of falling asleep was around the middle. So yeah, actually, I actually almost fell asleep <laughs> in the point that I thought is uh, the most boring of the movie. Yeah, but, uh, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the pacing, uh, the dialogue, as we said earlier, the mixing uh, the audio mixing is very, very hit or miss. I don't know. I, I didn't Christopher Nolan say that. I, I forget. Like after this came out, he said like audio mixing was one of his favorite parts of doing films. Yeah, he said. Something and I was like, like, like uh, <laughs> "Did you see Tenet? Because <laughs> yeah, no. That I think that is actually a very prominent problem I have with it is I I can't hear what's going on a lot of the time. Um, but I mean. I, I do have, like, some sort of auditory problem, so I struggle understanding dialogue in movies anyway sometimes, which is why I usually watch it with subtitles on. Uh, but, like, this is just... <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> this yeah. is not this is not good. Um, pff, on the whole, though, I think I still like it. <laughs> I don't know if I gave it a like when I logged it on Letterboxd, because, like... I think this is probably his second worst movie that I've seen anyway. Um, right above uh, The Dark Knight Rises. You um, gave it a like. I did give it a like. Yeah, I was about to say I enjoyed it a bit more on a second okay, viewing. Okay, but you're saying you're saying that Batman Begins is better than this movie because that's false. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to see Batman Begins again to make, to make that call. No. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> um, but yeah, on the whole, I guess I liked it, but it's it's got a lot of problems. Yeah. But mainly, like, its screenplay is not great. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that yeah, 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 I've been rambling on for too long. All right, now. so go, for go me, ahead. it's very interesting because I'm, I really like Christopher Nolan. I really like his direction and everything. Yeah, you're a bigger and Nolan guy than I am. If you watch the little behind-the-scenes thing, which we watched oh, yeah. the whole, like, um, hour-long-making-of-tenant thing, everything pretty much that went into this... And, and and it it shows in the movie. It came across on two sides. Two things is what he wanted to do. He mm-hmm. did not. It wasn't tell a good story. <laughs> it wasn't tell a compelling story. Yikes! It was do something cool with film that only film <laughs> can do with time. Which he did. And then you do stuff that he's been wanting to do in his other movies, but hasn't been able to. <laughs> it was just those two things that he came into wanting to do this movie with. And it. <laughs> and it, he succeeded. <laughs> it shows so much. Yeah. Almost everything in this, like as you're watching this little documentary thing with Bob, <laughs> it's just like these tiny little scenes in the movie that don't really mean much. He's like, yes, yes, we had to do this. We put in so much planning, so much money. Like, like the one thing, like the windmill. He's talking about how much he really wanted to do windmills the after little filming ocean, Dunkirk. The little ocean windmills. And he goes on about this for like a minute, and I'm like, wait a minute, they're at a windmill for like two seconds it's like it's like three minutes of the movie they're on screen and that's it like it, it, and that's kind of the vibe of this movie it's it's that does christopher nolan, it very well yeah. it's christopher nolan flexing on himself <laughs> for two and a half hours and it ends up being like a, an enjoyable experience for me but I wouldn't call it like <laughs> good a good story. <laughs> the story is not that great. No. And and uh, and 
like you can be like oh it's a complex story but a complex story yes, doesn't make complex. a good story <laughs> it still doesn't fully make sense some of the scenes watching it now and i don't even think like not from like an overall story standpoint but from like a mechanic and storytelling standpoint i'm like why was this scene like why is it even here, here? kind of thing yeah like or even like that fight scene um with uh spoilers for tenet spoilers the for one in the <laughs> in the freeport when he fights himself why did oh, he shoot yeah. at himself like just stuff that makes sense like on a first go through that you're like yeah yeah but of then as you're seeing it you're play like, backwards what? you're like wait what <laughs> why why and it and it just seems like it's so caught up in itself that it doesn't end up making an overall good movie like i still really enjoy it and i think it's good i just don't think it's like good <laughs> it's so weird it's such a it's just so unique film if you will but it feels like it shouldn't be anywhere near as long as it is that's one thing for sure oh yes no they could have trimmed um, out quite a bit of fat in this while we were watching this uh Ruby made a comment he was like i wish they would have honestly just made this into a short film oh, yes. and i kind of agree <laughs> i think this thing would have been like he could have amazing christopher nolan could have done all the stuff he wanted and just made it like 30 minutes or something or even or even like like even just like an hour long yeah something like that not not anything over like not anything anywhere near two hours and you could have accomplished showing off this cool like side of film that he wanted to which is using very cool. these big locations that he wanted to which are very big um, <laughs> having these cool set pieces and doing all this crazy stuff with time but not which are very cool dragging itself <laughs> down with the fact that it has a plot that isn't Ugh. compelling and doesn't make a whole lot of sense so yeah dang man I gave it four stars, but it's such a weird four <laughs> stars because I'm like, yeah. I would never I give enjoy- this four stars. I'm like, yeah, I enjoy this. <laughs> but also I don't. <laughs> it's such a weird movie. It's I don't understand it. Such a narcissistic movie. Like, uh, not necessarily saying Christopher Nolan is narcissistic, but it's uh, the movie is narcissistic. <laughs> yeah. it. Ta- it's so weird. It's just so into itself, man. <laughs> like... And and I wish they would have been, like, in, in some of the documentary stuff that we watched, I wish they would have been more, like, on the production side being, like, yeah, we're going to do this fun thing because it's fun. Because it's fun. But they talk about the stuff. They talk and about this bothered me. They talked about the stuff like it was the greatest thing. Like it's thing the greatest thing to happen to Ever cinema, happening yeah. in the movie. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but it's not. They don't realize that it didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, these things are cool. Bro, it's so, but super it dope. Turn. But it doesn't, it, like, in the movie, you're just like, okay. While watching the documentary i was like yeah all of these things are awesome but this movie is definitely not greater than the sum of its parts the sum of its parts are much greater than the movie yeah um so yeah those are my basic you you summarized it a lot better than i did (laughs) but anyway but yes well said my kids let's get into our next segment do you know what it is micah it's (laughs) Discussion. Wait, he actually doesn't know. What I don't know what it's called. Is it questions? Is it main discussion? It's main. Dis- it... It's main discussion. Parentheses questions. Ah, parentheses <laughs> questions. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into it. Yay! All right. So uh, let let's 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 do this. Do we want to do the parentheses questions or the main? <laughs> <laughs> wow okay well 
<laughs> I think we should just open with a question, Micah. Oh, really? A simple question. You'd like that, wouldn't you? A simple question. Tenet. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, just, he just did the hand thing <laughs> from Tenet. I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of one of the lines that they say, like, like awkwardly work Tenet Awkwardly into. work Tenet into the line. <laughs> something like an odd Tenet or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> they say such weird things. And, and at one point, this is just a completely okay. random okay. thought. Uh, I just think it's funny. Because, you know, in the movie, in order to do, get into all these secret areas, you have to say tenant. You have to say tenant. And then put your hand together with, like, your fingers intertwined. It's like a fun theme park or something. Yeah, you got to be like tenant. <laughs> but um, at one point, uh, the protagonist has the, has this gun to somebody. <laughs> And another character walks up and she's like, Tenet. And he like, he, he goes Tenet too, but he like wraps his hands <laughs> around, around the, gun. the gun to do the hand motion. <laughs> I swear. It's just funny. <laughs> it's very Christopher Nolan of him. <laughs> all right, all right. What's your, what's your simple question? My simple question to start us off, uh, what's your favorite set piece in the movie? There are a lot of, a lot of ex- very expensive <laughs> set pieces throughout this entire runtime, and uh, I, I just wanted to know which one your favorite was. Honestly, I don't like a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna say that because the point I almost fell asleep at that I would call the most boring is mm-hmm. that uh that big final fight. Oh man! And I actually watched this in theaters. I had the opportunity, which I think it's it, like theaters oh, is I, the the I, best way to watch. Oh no! It. Yeah, definitely. I would um, I would suggest watching this in a theater, not watching uh-huh. it on a TV. <laughs> but even then, like first time watching it in a theater, I was like, wow, this is kind of boring. <laughs> when we got to that point, um. Yeah, no, that, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> I think probably just just for the nature of what it is, the first Freeport thing, I think it's one of the only like actually interesting set pieces. Because I'm trying to think of something else that's like, for like a for like a Christopher Nolan spy action movie, they really don't do much with any of their set pieces. Yeah, that's true. There and when like like even like the one where they go into the building, it's super quick. They go up there, they shoot a couple guys, that's it. <laughs> they hop back down. Like there's the really end. just not much to any of them. Probably cost is, them like hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that. <laughs> right. Which is why like um Oh right, and remember they they never nobody ever let them film like that in uh was it Morocco, I guess. Oh my gosh. And, yeah, and the aerial let, shots they in let Morocco. Christopher Nolan do it. Uh, all for tenant <laughs> but i think probably the freeport uh fight himself scene is just probably the most interesting okay micah micah picks concrete wall <laughs> facility uh, yeah i'd say visually interesting <laughs> yeah no that's the that's the probably the best uh choreographed section yeah if we were blocked going, section if we we're going visually interesting yeah. that scene in the other free porn <laughs> <laughs> wow um i was gonna say i i actually was going to say the first free port scene as well <laughs> um but i i really want to say the uh car highway thing because mm. it's so cool in theory <laughs> it's like a lot of this movie is cool in theory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like 
it's so boring to just watch. Right, I was, and it's, I was I'm never still in, so sad. I was about never it. into the car hide. We were, we were, but like before the thing, Robbie was like, "Ah, oh, yes, the car scene. I'm excited." And I'm like, "Wait, what? The cars? The cars? Like, That's actually kind of lame. It's actually kind of lame, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, cars. Like the fact." that they did the reverse car thing. The reverse car flip does look very cool. It's cool, but like... like most <laughs> but like, of, who cares? Like I said, this plot isn't compelling. It's not no. an interesting story, so most of their action has to be carried on the fact that it looks cool. Which it does Not on the look fact cool. that it's progressing anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you could have these confusing flip-floppity fights over cars <laughs> where you don't know really what's going on, and nothing is really happening and you know your characters aren't going to die and you know the bad guy is not going <laughs> to die so it's just like it's spectacle for the sake of spectacle <laughs> yeah and it just makes for not very interesting or compelling fight sequences you're making you're making a michael bay criticism on a nolan film like <laughs> honestly no, no honestly i've heard people compare this film to like this was like the michael bay of christopher nolan movies that doesn't surprise me at all actually <laughs> it's so it's so caught up in spectacle and being just whatever christopher nolan wanted it to be that it just isn't <laughs> just, doing a good job yeah <laughs> but yeah so, I, I i'm probably gonna say the freeport scene as well it's just the it's the most they I think strangely enough like utilize the <laughs> space, which is weird because like you have the ending fight which they don't even do that much creatively with like they have the inverted explosions once in a while, and then that's about it. Yeah, right. Like the temporal, <laughs> like they they set up this final like big epic fight thing in such a cool way. But then they don't show enough of it for yeah. you to be in, like they don't explain it while it's happening enough for it to be interesting at all. And you're just so like, like, oh, that was kind of cool, I guess. Like you go into it and there's like the two teams fighting in both directions of time to where they can get the information on both sides, right? It's the temporal pincer movement. <laughs> I can't believe we called it temporal pincer movement. Um, but then they don't like show you. They don't film it in a way that's showing you. Oh, this is how the temporal pincer movement works. They just follow, like, two characters while they're both doing their individual things. So it's just, wow, look at this action scene where faceless, nameless people are shooting at each other and things are blowing up. It's like watching a boring paintball match or something. Yeah, no, honestly, honestly, I think I thought, like, I I play airsoft and I think I was like, wow, this is just like airsoft. While I was watching this, I was like, it's it's just just people shooting at people. Just nothing's happening. (laughs) Like, just people, you can't see their face shooting at each other. And it doesn't really... Yeah. Like, it's just not an interesting climax to the movie. It's dang, bro. The more I think about it, the more the like final scenes are kind of disappointing. No, that's that's what's that's what's killer for me with this is I could pick apart this movie all day long because it's such a weird movie, and I don't think it's so many so many weird and bad choices Um, were made. But I still really enjoy it while watching it. Like I still like I would give it like three and a half four stars, even with like me being able to pick it apart like this. I don't know why. I don't know. I get caught up in the Christopher Nolan-ness, I guess. Yeah, I just get caught up in the Christopher Nolan-ness of it. <laughs> All right, um, another question. Another question. <clears throat> what is your favorite scene or secret? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, 
Dang it, bro. It's really tough for this movie. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just say the free part scene. Again. Oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Underrated action scene that we skipped over. What? The I ordered my hot sauce oh an my hour gosh. ago action scene. I mean it's pretty good. The cheese grater. The cheese grater. Oh my gosh. Ah, Don't remind pain. me. Pain. Pain. Th- that is pain. Um Dang, favorite scene. If I just had to select one scene to, to just keep for the rest of my life from this movie, what scene would I pick? I would pick... <laughs> the Freeport scene. I would pick the Freeport scene. <laughs> yes. The uh, first Freeport scene. Why are so many of the scenes in this movie, like 90% of the scenes of this movie, are like flowy and nothing happens? Just, and it's just like... Thing like it's just stuff. Just stuff. It just feels like so much stuff. <laughs> the Freeport scene is one of the few scenes that feels like it has substance. I was about to say that scene. You get you get the Neil the Neil protagonist chemistry going. You get the cool visuals going. You get the awesome choreography going. You got the you got the plane crashing. Wait, here's in. one thing. I'm kind of mad at this movie for the fact that it presents like interesting characters and interesting character Heck dynamics yeah. with Neil. The Neil protagonist dynamic is so cool. And then they do nothing. <laughs> just nothing. Like like, like I said, this there. movie this movie just doesn't focus on anything <laughs> but what Christopher Nolan wanted to do. Like it just doesn't focus on its characters. It doesn't focus on the story. So that's why it's so hard to pick out a favorite scene or sequence or anything. Because there aren't any, like, scenes. It's just <laughs> thing happens. Thing is happening. Like, it's it's just, oh, look, they crashed plane. It's <laughs> oh, not like, like wow, plane. remember that really cool plane crashing sequence with a lot of technically, like, 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 a lot of planning and, like, a heist almost feeling sequence? That I, would... love how, I love how it goes, like, planning uh, heist. Immediately next scene, heist, and then it's done. That's it. Yeah, like they, they, it doesn't take time for you to be able to enjoy what should be enjoyable elements of the movie. It doesn't take time to allow you to see Neil and the protagonist doing this epic heist for the first time as friends. <laughs> yeah, um, I was about to say, if I had to watch the scene like out of context, I'm like, so they've been partners for like years, right? And that's it, just the end. And it just. It's so weird. It is, it, yeah. It's it's a baffling choice once again. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll go because I don't want to just do the Freeport scene. Uh, I like I like the other Freeport scene with the cool lighting. I mean, yeah, I guess, but like, eh. <laughs> I think it's kind of pointless. Yeah, but it's cool looking. I guess. Um. Dude, what do they do that's important in this movie? Like, do they... I mean, there's the... <laughs> that's important. <laughs> like, I would I, would, I want to draw on, like, some Neil protagonist thing, because that's probably my favorite thing of, of the movie. Is... What do they even do in this movie? Do they, Are they even, to, like, in more than, like, a handful of scenes together? <laughs> like, what actually happens? And when they do, they're just expositioning at yep. each other. <sighs> Dude, this is sad. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like is like uh, I like the scene where that doesn't exist, where Neil and the right. protagonist have a nice conversation <laughs> over some crumpet. <laughs> right? Give me that. Like I just, <sighs> the elements were there. So many elements were there, and the budget that they had were there to make this like a really good 
movie all around. Bro, this could have been my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Like writing, like like, and this is right up my alley in terms of stuff. I love like this kind of spy movie where it's more like war spy, not like Bond spy. <laughs> um, war spy. <laughs> and like, I love stuff with time and like. I, I don't know. Like, I've always liked Christopher Nolan's stuff. I think he does cool <laughs> concepts. And when he does it well, it's, it's really, really, good. really good. Like, The Prestige is one of my favorite films of all time. And I think it does such a cool, like, thing. And it doesn't just have its one trick, if, if you will. A <laughs> trick, it's based. Will. It's based around that. Yes. It's, it's woven into the movie throughout all of it. But... Dang, you bro. still have interesting and compelling characters. The characters are what drives the story. <laughs> you pick the prestige as a uh, characters driving the story. Those characters, so they're a wild time. Like I'm not saying they're realistic. <laughs> characters. I'm just saying they drive the story. Yes, yes. No, it is a it is a good screenplay. It's their conflict. The screenplay that... is motivated, like driven entirely by them. And, as it should be <laughs> and it makes for a really compelling and honestly by the end really sad movie it is it is quite sad but this <laughs> the, the Bro, only if character you, if you emo- tell me you cried watching tenant i don't know what to say <laughs> the only character emotion you have is <laughs> is the, the one lady being like my child <laughs> my child <laughs> It's like that line. It's like then the whole world ends and we all die, including my son. Including my son. No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have another question? I do. Um, favorite character. Just, just fun little, fun little like fan, uh, fan section. Favorite character in the movie. I don't know. I think. Obviously, the protagonist is the most well-developed character out of any of these. Even then, he's not very developed. So I want to say the protagonist, but I really like Neil, and I really like Robert Pattinson. Neil, Neil is fun, but there's just something like so shallow about him in this, just because they didn't put much into him. And apparently, according to Robert Pattinson, he didn't even know what he was doing. Like he didn't know the plot of the movie at all for like half of his filming. It's okay, it's okay, Rob. We didn't know the plot of this movie for half of the runtime. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, like I don't know. I don't think I don't think I could choose like Neil or the protagonist. Like, like probably the protagonist, just because, like, he's an actually good character. But like Neil and Neil and the protagonist seem like 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 John David Washington and Robert Pattinson have so much chemistry. Together. John David Washington rocks, bro. <laughs> He could he could do it he 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 could star in a film anytime and I would be happy. Right. <laughs> so ultimately the protagonist, but like honorable mentions for Neil. Fair enough. Uh yeah, I'm probably have to go protagonist. Okay, what's But your... outside of that outside of that, I'm oh. going with the yesterday guy. <laughs> you know, he's actually yeah, yeah I, I like him. He's he's a fun little he's a fun guy. He's a fun side character. Fun side character. And I love uh, I just I, wanted to give him a shout out. I really like his line delivery for the vegetarian <laughs> Do these look like vegetarian <laughs> I mean it looks like meat. It looks but... <laughs> like meat, but uh yeah. No, no. Yeah. Good honorable mention. I like him in this. <laughs> um Here's a question. What's okay. your least favorite character? Because <laughs> I actually have an answer for oh, this. One. Oh, definitely. What's his face? Um, Andre? 
Is that his name? Humphrey Sater. <laughs> yes, Sater. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. I hate him so much. Yeah. <laughs> and but... not for the reason you're supposed to hate a villain. <laughs> right. And 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 to preface this for me a little bit, this actor, um, I I actually kind of like this guy. He he reminds me. It's like if Andy Circus was uh, a proper English man. <laughs> he's he's a fun guy. I I like him. And um, I even like him in like Dunkirk. Yeah, he's fun in Dunkirk. Why and not? <laughs> crap, I'm double-checking my facts before I say it, but um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure. Relatively yeah. certain. I can see. Yeah, he plays Lockhart in Chamber of Secrets. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Love his, his rock, I love him in Lockhart. Him him as Lockhart. I really like I really like his voice I really like his voicing in uh, The Road to El Dorado. Like, I like this guy. <laughs> but... But not this role. Oh my gosh, this character is so freaking annoying. There's this one scene <laughs> where he takes his his wife. Uh, they don't love each other anymore. He takes his wife uh, no. to oh his no. his his gun running area. The gun running. Oh my gosh, and, that scene. Um, if I could cut a scene from the movie, that would be the scene. You know, it actually part of it is cut out in the in the UK video release version, I think, because they wanted to make sure it got a twelve A rating. Oh, so they cut out the F word in it. Yeah, I think, uh, and they okay. cut out like him kicking her like that. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. probably. Um, it's okay to shoot people in the face, just not kick people. <laughs> uh, but like, he he does this dialogue and just it. It's so oh gosh, not realistic while simultaneously not being an interesting villain while simultaneously being really annoying while simultaneously <laughs> being just so weird. He's one of my least favorite. He's one of my least favorite movie villains like ever. He's like yelling at the top of his lungs about something like like tigers shouldn't be threatened or something. I hate I hate how he like has adopted like all of the manic energy he could and then put that into like really stilted analogies and stuff like bond villains do <laughs> right like it was like a bond villain but worse but really bad almost like like i mean most bond villains i've seen haven't exactly yeah. been good uh but <laughs> but like what the heck like he's he's just, he's, so... he's just always spitting out like these really dumb like phrases that are supposed to be intimidating and like right like he's the least intimidating guy <laughs> and you're sp- he's supposed to be so intimidating they like build him up as like he like rules uh, uh elizabeth to becky's character's life and like he like is going to end the world, and I'm like, I, like what? He's such a joke, and even when he's yelling, like that's that's the main thing I was trying to bring up is his yelling, and that really like shows like how unintimidating the character actually is, and just like weird, like what the heck is he talking about? Nobody cares. I, no, who cares? And he's like yelling, and he yells in this and it's in this weird way, and it bothers me so much the way his these line deliveries are. And if you've seen it. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you agree. But he yells in this way. He's like spitting. He's 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 talking about like not threatening tigers, and it's just, it's just not interesting at <sighs> no, all. I it's he's annoying to me. And like I said, I like this actor, and I'm so sad because I don't want to not like this role <laughs> at all, or even the line deliveries of this character at all. But uh. 
Yeah, he is probably my least favorite element of the whole movie. I was about to say, I, if you were going to say, like, of the screenplay or uh, stuff like that, I'm like, no, of the whole movie. <laughs> like, if I if I could change one thing about this movie, it would be that character. And yeah. that, that, was, that would be it. <laughs> like, that would honestly, I would probably love it so much more if it had a even just solid villain. Yeah. Because then you would have, like actual motivation to stay invested in the plot right. kind of thing right <laughs> oh this guy annoys me so much like just thinking about like his character introduction and all of the scenes <laughs> he's in it makes no sense and and yeah like you said he's always just saying these stupid things like just these dumb things like, that are supposed to be intimidating, intimidating. <laughs> i grew up in russia uranium uh, something. Yeah, I, I dug the uranium out of mud. <laughs> I took my opportunity to rise in the new Russia. What? The new Russia? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody cares. No one cares. <laughs> like We're if, not in Russia. Like, if they're gonna make a villain like this, you have to you have to dedicate a lot of time to making a villain any, anywhere like, near semi like this working. Like why, do, why would Neil care about stopping this guy outside of just, he doesn't want the world to end, you know, like there, there's nothing here that relates to the protagonist in any way. And also, also, <laughs> also what bothers me on this watch, like this, just, just this most recent watch, I noticed it. They all have like a million opportunities to kill this guy. <laughs> Like it's before so he gets the last part it's to the so algorithm. True. So so the sequence could never it. go off. So they literally like there's like fifteen times They're they could have like dancing just, around it. They could have just walked up and been like pew. Pew. Done. Easy. <laughs> but just because they wanted all the pieces, they waited till he got the all of the algorithm, so then they couldn't kill him because then the stupid switch that I don't even know yeah. how he set up. Yeah, like how would that work? <laughs> like like, isn't the algorithm supposed to work for the people in the future? Like, isn't that how it works? I'm so confused. I don't know. Like, and then Robert Pattinson's character is just like, yeah, it probably sends an email out if <laughs> the he emails. dies. <laughs> email so the future can read it. Better and... hope he has bad reception out on his yacht. And I'm like, wait, what? what? How does that... How does... It's like they say when... in... It's like they say in Tenet 2020... <laughs> Try not to think about it. <laughs> yeah, but but wouldn't it happen anyway. So like theoretically, exactly. that, in the that, future. That, well, they they address that. If if he would have killed him, like if he would have mm-hmm. di- if he died anyway, which he was going to die, mm-hmm. and his little thing sent an email, no matter what, <laughs> no matter how it turned out, this email would still be sent to the future because the future is taking place in the future. <laughs> so if it's not the future that triggers it, then why do they care? Why not just trigger why not no no no. i'm saying like why not just like stop it and then just be like yeah boo-hoo you didn't send it like why is the email important i'm so i don't know ask christopher nolan about it (laughs) yeah anyway that it's stuff like like i said with confusing it's stuff like that it's not the movie when you're watching it that's confusing. Like you can follow the plot pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, no, you can follow it. But it's the plot details itself that just don't make sense. It's like it's like Micah said, watching this uh, in, as a foreign like country where you don't have a direct one-one translation. Oh, yeah. It would be a nightmare because oh, yeah. you would have no clue what's like, going on. Because I was on. thinking about this because we had just watched Inception <laughs> recently and we were joking about how the fact that in Japan they had to um, 
they had to mark which layer of the dream they were in. They had to mark which layer because in yeah. translation, it's a lot harder to it's, understand. Yeah, it's a little harder to follow. The, Christopher Nolan's yeah. confusing dialogue. <laughs> um, I can't imagine how this oh movie gosh, would be in another this, country. Yeah, yeah, you would have no clue what's going on at any point. Like, just nothing. Who's Like, you wouldn't even know who Neil is. Right? Like, this, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. It doesn't. It barely is cohesive as in English. Right? <laughs> Man. Yeah. All right. Um, do we have <laughs> other questions? Uh, the other question I had was going to be asking about the villain, which you had already brought up. So uh, I didn't. I didn't have any major things I wanted to bring up. Uh, I suppose I wanted to bring up the VFX. The VFX. What VFX? Did it? <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to ask you, Micah, as an aspiring uh, fight choreographer, what did you think of the choreography in this, on the whole? <laughs> well, like you said, I really like fight choreography. And I really like good fight choreography. But this, again, is like the rest of the movie. It's fight choreography for the sake of, wow, that's cool because they're fighting it's backwards. Cool. Yeah, I was about to say, it's so freaking cool that they're like running up the wall backwards. And like, stuff. it looks really cool. You're like, wow, this must have taken a lot of work. And if you watch the little document, it, it did, take, it did a take a lot, lot of, of work. work. Yeah. And they made these actors film this stuff forwards and backwards. And it's crazy. <laughs> but in the end, it's not that interesting. You're just like, who cares? Like, like especially, uh, and I noticed this on the second, like, when you go back through on watching that Freeport fight scene, it's really not interesting. Once you see nope. the fight one time, whether you're watching it forward or backwards, you've seen it. Like, you're just like, yeah. Yep, there it is. That was the fight. And and especially with that, if you're watching these fights backwards and you already know the outcome. <laughs> oh my god. What? It just seems like it's just so tedious. It's flopping around. No like reason. it literally is two people flopping around against each other. <laughs> uh but yeah, like I would say it's better than a lot of Christopher Nolan fight choreography. That's specifically true. like Dark Knight <laughs> Trilogy. Batman <laughs> because he actually at least shows it. Yeah, no, it, it's a um, very elegantly shot. At least he's not this. cutting around his action, which oh my gosh, it's so up annoying. The Batman trilogy for that. Uh, <laughs> Yikes, man! So that's something. I think it's it's an improvement for Nolan. But I feel like the only reason he did it is because he wanted. Like the only reason he showed it was because he wanted to show the time stuff. Uh, he's doing it for the wrong reasons, Micah. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, like, I just thought it was interesting. Like, even when they're not doing anything fancy fight choreography-wise, like, um, the uh, or a hot sauce an hour ago, <laughs> it ends up just being, like, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's still mediocre. just boring. Yeah. It's not anything interesting. It's not anything fancy. And because he's not cutting around the action, he's still not showing it. And he's not filming it in an interesting way. He's just... He's it's just, just pointing a camera at it. It is there. It's not cutting away, but it's it's just there. So it makes for just like yeah, it's cool, but it's not, it's not anything of note at any point. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up because I thought it was interesting while we were watching the behind. I actually I think I enjoy the behind the scenes thing more than I enjoy the movie. <laughs> just me personally. Like I said, the movie the 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 sum of its parts are much greater yeah. than the movie. Um. But I just thought it was interesting because I was like, wow, this sequence looks super cool, like not in movie, like when they were doing it in the cardboard box hallway thing. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's epic. And then they like in movie, it's just like, wow, this is kind of boring, actually. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. Like, uh, 
it's not it's not interesting from a inherent choreography standpoint it's interesting on a first go through because you're like wow that looks cool it does look cool because reverse you know, reverse stuff always looks cool. he's fighting somebody who's backwards and that looks cool yeah but that's it <laughs> that's it in the end <laughs> in the end if you just played it as a straight fight it wouldn't be very interesting no um here's a question though that i thought of with stuff that okay. you mentioned what do you think of the fact that they don't use green screen at all for this movie wait not at all not at all what no it was that no. was christopher nolan it was announced pretty early in production that oh they were gonna use yeah, green yeah. At all. i remember that um what do i think of that uh i think honestly i you know i'm pretty against green screen i, I i'm very I, I shouldn't say against green screen i'm very for in camera effects like uh, i want to be a cinematographer and i think as much do as much as you possibly can in camera um but honestly some of the stuff didn't, <laughs> didn't have to be in camera <laughs> like uh I don't know, man. What did I what did I think of the no use of green I mean, screen? Like, I mean, like they did stuff like the whole trick perspective. Cave yeah, yeah. And the obviously, obviously and they use the, not everything is real. Yeah, <laughs> like you, they weren't going to spend that much money on it. Um, although they did spend an was, insane amount. I think it was the estimated budget is like two hundred and five million or something. It has to be billions, I would think, right? Mm-hmm. No. I think it was like two hundred and five million. I think that was the budget. Really? Let me check. Oh. Um, but anyway. Yeah, hundred thousand million. Oh. Two hundred two hundred and five million. I mean, that is very high. I just I don't know. The plane seems very expensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do I think? I don't know. It, there's just nothing really of note there. I think green screen used the right in the right context like to fill out backgrounds or stuff like that um not solely for background like yeah don't use it for the whole background like, but if you're filling out a location like you need to block something out or something like yeah um if you it's if fine when we cutting yeah, in a no, little bit mind. um like i don't like like in-game green screen <laughs> where it's just literally all green they literally screen just shot stuff. The, and I think almost if they, the whole movie on if green they did screen. something like this they would save a lot of money <laughs> but it wouldn't look as good. No. But at the same time, um, green screen or like or that specific effect of like not inherently just a background screen, but like using the green cutout screen kind of technology, like like they do in La La um, Land or Roma or stuff like that, where they just are extending streets yeah, or stuff like it, that. It can be good, and I feel like it just like like even like like something like Jurassic Park where you blend that's mm-hmm. my favorite use of VFX you blend like something real and then make it look better with VFX using like green screen and stuff yeah um and i wish i i can't say i wish that they didn't do that yeah but it, it kind of play it kind of just plays into the feeling of this movie of where they just did everything because. I was about to say, because I, I was going to say, like, yeah, it looks good, but, like, who gives a crap? <laughs> the movie isn't, like, it, the screenplay just isn't, like, fun to watch or compelling yeah. in any way. <laughs> so, like, all these things, like we were saying earlier, like, with the like with the windmill and with the, the bungee jumping off the side of a building, why did they have to bungee jump off the actual side of a Moroccan <laughs> building? 
when they're literally there for like five minutes and it's just it it could look just as good who cares yeah like and you get these quote-unquote like authentic looking movie but it just it just it doesn't really add anything like you they crash a real plane but like and that's cool in, th- in theory. <laughs> and you watch this segment, and they're so excited to be doing this. It's an they insane are, thing. All the entire crew is like, "Oh, this and is I'm so sure, insane!" I'm sure it was amazing to work on. Are you like like being there when they actually crashed the plane? Uh-huh. But why? <laughs> but, like, why do you need to crash a plane? Because they needed a way to get in. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, why do you need to crash a real plane? <laughs> like. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense beyond the fact that, just cause like that's. <laughs> Micah Christopher Nolan played uh, just cause four and was like, bro, what if I made a spy? <laughs> <laughs> this movie. This movie hurts my brain to think about the creative process of it. Like what came that? I think that's the problem with Tenant at at its core. The screenplay came second all of his ideas were like yeah every single time he brings up a concept or idea in this movie like in the special features thing he's like i've been wanting to do this for so long and then he just does it and then he's like oh but like it seems like at the end he's like oh i have all this stuff like running a plane into a building and the sea windmills and running stuff backwards i guess i need a screenplay to go along with this yeah right like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and then and then it kills me because he sets like he in the background is something that could be really cool. Yeah, using, no, the screenplay is this, actually pretty cool. Like like even even the time stuff, even though it's a little weird yeah. and kind of stupid at some points, <laughs> uh, it could make a really cool universe if it was just used as a mechanic and not the story. Yeah. The story is oh look, time can flow both ways. It's not, <laughs> and when it could be like. Everybody jokes like the the whole greatest love story of all time joke thing with Neil and the protagonist, <laughs> but it could actually it could, be bro, a really really it cool been... like buddy like story about how like their friendship starts Heck for yeah. the protagonist and how it's ending for Neil, and that would be so cool. That would have been such an emotional. That, cool that movie. is a cool concept. If you went into <laughs> it saying, "Hey, we have people meeting in the opposite that ends is of so time," dope. yeah. And for one person, they're just meeting this person. And for the other person, they've known this person for years like, and their life is about to end. It's like if Benjamin Button had a time machine. Right? If Benjamin Button had a time machine. That doesn't really make much no, sense. No, it doesn't. But still. <laughs> I was about to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But yeah, that that concept is like so cool. But and then that was an afterthought. My, fa- my favorite movie is the one that happens in the background of this movie. Right? <laughs> And and like I said, you get st- such strong actors like uh, Bro, the John cast, David Washington, the cast of this rocks, and Robert Pattinson, and you give them this stuff, and they do a good job with it, and you start to feel like when you're watching the movie, you're like, yeah, Elizabeth Debicki that... slays, <laughs> and I don't say that lightly. <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's this thing, you know. You're like, yeah, this is this is it, this is it. But then you realize this isn't it. <laughs> this ain't it. Yeah. Um, it's just it it's sad like as as a as a writer and aspiring like yeah i'll say aspiring filmmaker i want to make more you've, stuff you've made films <laughs> i want to make more I, I had an idea for a short film the other day 
Is it is it uh, two best friends <laughs> yeah. meeting each other? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna do tenant but better. <laughs> I'm gonna do tenant, but this time I'm gonna do it good. I'm gonna call John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Have him come over to the house. Bro, who uh, knows? You might actually get Robert Pattinson here. <laughs> right, he might do it. <laughs> you never know. As a weekend open or something. He's just like, what? Yeah, yeah sure. As long as he's getting paid, I think he'll do anything. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But anyway, uh, l- let's yeah. let's move into our closing as thoughts. As we seem to be coming to it. Do we have any last questions before we go into closing thoughts? Because I don't have any. No, no. I've, right. I've pretty much asked about it. <laughs> there's, there's not too much to, <laughs> to really ask about it with Tenet. <laughs> Tenet. All right, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, closing thoughts. Yeah, let's... Do I want to close, or do you want to close? Uh, you, you've just been talking for a while, so I guess I'll close first. All right. Um, in conclusion... In conclusion... <laughs> and without a moment to spare. Dang, that's a good episode. Okay, so I'm, I'm referencing... What episode is that? I want people to go watch this. <laughs> the, uh... The Hall Monitor episode of Spongebob. <laughs> Go watch that. Monitor. It is better than the... It has a better screenplay and more motivational characters than the entirety of Tenet. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> and better pacing, too. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, in, in, in closing, though, uh, I will probably enjoy Tenet on something like late movie nights or something... Is somewhere far, a couple years from now, I'll be like, eh, yeah, tenant. tenant. Remember those when those crazy kids crashed an airplane into a building? Throw it in. <laughs> Throw them in. Why not? Pop it on. But then I'll look at the two and a half hour runtime and put it off another year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but outside of that, there's like we've been saying this whole time, it's it's less than the sum of its parts. It it really in just every conceivable way. <laughs> um, it's just not that fun to watch. Even though that that's really its main appeal is that it's fun to watch. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's for me. It's always going to be like a if I had to if I was still writing movies, it would probably still be just like a six or a seven. Maybe dipping into five territory on a bad day. <laughs> just because I absolutely I I just absolutely hate the villain in this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's honestly the biggest thing I hate about it. Um, but on, on the bright side, I haven't talked how much, that much about what I like about it. I really like the, um, the lighting in it on the whole. It's a really nice looking movie. Definitely. Um, the cinematography is not doing too much <laughs> from a, from a narrative standpoint, but you know, it's, it, it does look nice occasionally. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, if you want to watch Tenet, go watch Tenet. If you don't want to watch it, don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not essential viewing by anyone standards. Uh, but yeah, what what are, what are your closing thoughts about Tenet, Micah? All right, my closing thoughts would be, um, ultimately, while it has what I would saw, like what I would say is like some of the most Christopher Nolan stuff, and he <laughs> seems really proud of what he like seems. How the movie he seems out. very proud of this movie. I think it ends up being one of the most hollow Christopher Nolan movies, even beyond some of his ones that aren't as good and are like less memorable. I think this will be one of the easily like most easily forgotten movies, 
which is crazy. Oh, definitely. Because everybody came into this like Tenet was going to be. It's the movie. The, like the big thing. Like everybody was super excited. It was like like people used to say that it was going to be like four hours and it was going to be some like insane movie that like broke all of conventions. That would have been dope actually if this thing was four hours. And it does do a lot of stuff that breaks convention, but it does it on the wrong side of what it should have been. It does it for the wrong reasons. And while you have all this stuff and they did stuff that's never been done and they didn't use any green screen (laughs) and they had amazing actors (laughs) and they had really nice lighting and they, they had interesting concepts, it all just came together to be a spectacle and not an interesting story. Yeah. And it's just sad. It's still fun to watch. I probably wouldn't watch it yearly, maybe like every (laughs) other year just to be like, yeah. Yeah. Because I do enjoy this movie. I do (laughs) like things about it. I, I really like a lot of the vibes that they come into it with. I like the kind of spy feel of it. I like the main cast a lot. Um, and I, I even like the visuals. Like for as as much as we ripped on the fact that they do all of this stuff, it is cool to watch. I mean, it is cool, but it I just guess. doesn't carry a movie. It's yeah, it's, it's like it's like I said, it's cool, but who gives a crap kind of thing. So in the end, it's one of Christopher Nolan's worst movies. I would probably, I think I did in my ranking. I would only put uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight uh, Rises underneath it, not in that order. <laughs> It would be like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Batman I don't know. Begins, I would have to Tenet. watch. I would have to watch Batman Begins again to. But I would probably agree for the most. Part. And while it has the elements, as it keys itself up to be something like Inception or The Prestige or Memento, it doesn't really get what made. I mean, I haven't seen Memento, but what made those movies good? It misses like what made them special. It wasn't the fact that oh they did this with time <laughs> or oh they had cool visuals. It was that they told an interesting story using time and using these interesting elements. Yeah, I was about to say if you wrote, if you wrote Tenet the book like the novel, <laughs> it would be so freaking boring. Uh, but see, with Tenet the novel, they would probably actually go into detail and stuff, and not because that's the problem. They they only have exposition in Tenet. But it's not exposition that helps tell the story. <laughs> it's just exposition to explain what's happening. Which is another reason why I said it's like an indie film with a ridiculously high budget because it just spends all of its time expositioning away its world kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so wrapped up in what it is. So yeah, in the end, while it could be really cool and it has some really cool stuff in it, it's just pretty mid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very mid. <laughs> Not awful. I would still give it like three and a half, probably realistically, but just overall mid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think that pretty well summarizes Tenant. Tenant. <gasps> and now I never have to think about it again. Wow! Wow! I might do, I have to because I might do a video on it. <laughs> no, Micah. It was a, it was I was all a trick. It was all, all a trick. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, let's. Um, what do we usually do? We do, we do the what we watch. Oh, right. <laughs> let's go into what we watched uh, this past week. Let's 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 do it. Close your eyes. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me. Do do do. 
In a world of pure imagination. What was that? This goes to show that Micah never discusses his segment plans with me. I'm like, what the heck? It's more funny if I just don't say anything. I see. Uh, yeah, what we watched. For those of you yes. who have never listened to the podcast, we go over like a, like just a brief thing of what we have logged on Letterboxd within the last week. Last week! Hey, you know, there's Ugh. a, there's a um, Talking Heads song called Last Week. Also, a little <laughs> plug for me personally, if you have any interest in my channel at all, I have a Twitter poll going on Twitter right now you have any interest uh, to decide what my next video will be for next month. And it's tied, and it's been tied for, like, five it's still days. Tied. And I think it's just because everybody who cares at all on Twitter that I know has already voted. So, <laughs> yeah, go vote on that. Well, there you go. <laughs> all right, so so last episode... And check out Emperor Films on YouTube. <laughs> last episode we did was um, Soul, and yes. we took a week off for, for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Um, and now we're back. Uh, so this is going hey, off. But of... Shout out to the fact that I watched Shrek in theaters on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, do- dude. I almost said dode. Dode. Very topical. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a miss, miss, misspeak, misspeech, but uh, still on topic. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was gonna say, dude. Uh, Shrek would rock in a theater. It did. It already rocks. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty cool watching it in the theater. <laughs> are you Are you a bigger Shrek fan now, Micah? Yeah, not really. No. <laughs> well, Still just as much of a Shrek fan as I was. All right. Well, uh, but anyway, we're going off of uh, the 15th, which 15th. was last Monday, not... The, day after Valentine's Day. Yeah, day, day after Valentine's Day. Uh, but yeah, we watched... <laughs> that, that night, we watched... Um, Micah finally Nosey. Micah finally sat me down and watched we watched the Broadway, the Broadway version 2017 version of Newsies, which is just a taping of the live show. Um, which isn't even really a movie. I don't even know why we brought it up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there is a Newsies movie. Yeah, there's a Newsies Christian movie. Bale. I want to see. I want to see the Christian Bale one. Not that I liked Newsies enough to like. I want to see the movie version. It's. I want to see Christian Bale singing about papes for an hour and a half. <laughs> the papes. We've gotta get the papes. Yeah. No. I. I didn't uh, update Robbie Grayway did not enjoy Newsies. So Newsies, and I told him this going in, really doesn't make sense. It's it's almost as dumb as Tenet. It is almost as dumb as Tenet. I still really enjoy it. Um, uh, the songs, I like the songs for the most part. The set is insane in the Broadway version. Hey bro, this, okay, don't get me wrong. I didn't I didn't enjoy the play very much, but I absolutely thought the uh like blocking choreography and set pieces lighting that sort of thing St- the actual staging of it was awesome crutchy <laughs> oh crutchy oh crutchy oh crutchy i'll get you out of a prison <laughs> yeah go to santa fe and that leg will heal right up crutchy <laughs> i swear I, I hope i never have to watch this or again. we just say i don't need the leg to sell papes i don't need the leg to sell yeah, anyway, this movie is, I mean, this this musical is really weird, but I still really enjoy it. It feels and longer than Tenet. <laughs> it, I think it is longer than Tenet. Well, no, this uh, Tenet was... Oh, what, no, it's Tenet's like 20 minutes say, longer. I was about to say. But they're close. 
Uh, but yeah, I didn't rate it because it's musical. I like uh, Newsies as a musical. If I just was rating the musical, it's fine. Whatever. It's kind of dumb. But, <laughs> uh, but the the taping of it, I did not enjoy Franklin it very much. Lindy Rosa. Oh, Franklin Roosevelt. Oh. What? <laughs> no one cares. What is he doing here? <laughs> yeah. Revy my review. <laughs> um. After that, we watched the Looking at the World in a New Way, Making of Tenet, that thing oh, yeah. that we've been talking about, which I do enjoy more than Tenet. <laughs> All right. Well, you seem to have logged stuff. Um, and then I logged... Uh, okay, so I, I, for those of you who follow me on Letterboxd, you might have seen this. Um, I started a list project thing where I'm doing uh, a big mega-sized list of all of my favorite movies from every year. Favorite films, rather, because I'm doing feature length and, and short film. So, I was missing quite a few years. Wait till he adds TV show. <laughs> no. Podcast. Favorite album. podcast. I already did album. Um, <laughs> but I watched, like, a bunch of shorts to fill that out because I, I was missing. I had some years where I just didn't watch anything <laughs> from yet. So, yeah, I, I logged, like, almost 30 films this past week. So, I, there are a bunch of short films, uh, and I'll I'll give them a shout-out if I, like, really liked them and think you should check them out. But I'm not going to, like, go in-depth in into them or anything. Uh, but, yeah, uh, in between the Tenant thing and the next film we watched, I watched uh, Bunny, which is a 1998 short film uh, animated. It was the first short that Blue Sky did. Uh, very good. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, and I also watched, uh, with Micah, uh, Evil Demon Golf Ball from Hell, which was... Ryan Johnson. I wanted to say it was Ryan Johnson's first film, but I feel like I saw somewhere that he did one thing before this, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, so I'm... But Ryan Johnson. It's very good. It is really good. Go check it out. It's fun. Also on YouTube, Evil, Evil Demon Golf Ball from Hell, uh, 1996. And that's with, uh, three exclamation points. Yes, with three exclamation points. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, after that, me and Micah sat Watched down greener and rewatched Greener Grass. The 2019 movie, not the short film. Yes. The short film's quite good as well. Um, I think the short film's still better. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this was, I, I liked Greener Grass a little better on a second rewatch. It, it's definitely a very odd movie. I think we should do it on the podcast Oh, we should definitely because do a Greener Grass episode. <laughs> there's a lot you could oh pick my gosh, apart in this movie. Micah, this... This film has such a layered screenplay. You could honestly probably pick out a new thing every time you watch it. But in the end, you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's uh, it's fine. I don't know. I have problems with it. But in the end, it's, it's just mostly just like a good time. I honestly... Here, l let me just read my review. It summarizes my thoughts. Uh, a film that's a fantastic and layered, uh, layered statement on suburban life and identity. It's a statement on society. As well as an insanely smart and hilarious comedy. Yes, please. <laughs> wow. It, it really is. Micah, the more I think about the screenplay of this, the more I'm like, wow, that's actually really smart. <laughs> okay, but like, it also isn't like that. Like, there's a lot of stuff in it that I don't think works well. Really? <laughs> on a screenplay level, yeah. Really? As a story, yeah. I mean, I could see that, but honestly, like, I don't know. There's not too much about this that I would change I at any level, really. There's a lot I would change. It's one of the funny. I think it's one of the funniest movies, like, that I've ever seen. I wish it leaned more into horror and its comedy horror aspects, too. I suppose. Uh, that's a, Especially the ending. Yeah, the ending, 
is still, I think, the most underwhelming part, and I didn't mind it nearly as much on a second watch. I'm like, yeah. oh, that makes a lot more sense, actually, with where the story was going. On the 17th, I watched the 2012 movie Imaginarium. Imaginarium. Uh, a movie <laughs> done by a random rock band that my mom decided <laughs> to turn band. on at, like, Oh, 12. right, this is the one you said was supposed to be a series of music videos, yeah, and then they made it into a... <laughs> They yeah. made it into a movie. So, yeah, it wasn't good uh, on any level. <laughs> I mean, the visuals were occasionally pretty interesting. Like, that was something they had some decent cinematography at some points, but the story wasn't interesting. <laughs> Characters weren't interesting. The VFX weren't good. I didn't like the songs, so I guess I'm not a Nightwish fan, even though I'd never heard of them before. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. Well, they, it's yeah. just kind of uncomfortable half the time, anyway. Um, yeah, I give it two stars. Oh, and by the way, I gave Greener Grass three and a half. Ah, I see. Uh, on the 17th, I only watched short films, uh, but I do want to give it a shout out to a couple of them. Uh, Emile Mueller, uh, 1994, is insanely good. It's on YouTube. Go watch it right now. I, I kid you not. It's only 20 minutes. Best 20 minutes. Greatest decision of my life. <laughs> so long for a short Oh, but it's so freaking good, Micah. You need to watch it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, hurry it up, Ruby. You watched like uh, 30 million short films. Uh, Frog and Toad are friends. Claymation short film, also on YouTube. Also very good. Uh, and I watched Charlie Chaplin's The Immigrant for the first time. Uh, my least favorite Chapin film that I've seen so far, and even then, it's still really, really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I watched on the 17th. On the 18th, I watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which is why I said the... the uh, I just thought we would get to it a lot sooner. <laughs> sorry, Micah. I, I watched like 16 bajillion films. Which, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, certified classic, certified masterpiece. It really um, it really is. I, I I always thought it was kind of bad as a kid, but I like didn't watching it, it now... I didn't think it would hold up at all. Yeah, it's exactly. So good. It's so good. Like every element of it. Like, like there's, the a little, there's a couple of like... I don't know, I guess pacing problems. Yeah, with no, it, there are. Which is why I only gave it four and a half. But it's so good. It's man. so good it's and crazy. so memorable. And Gene Wilder's performance is literally like I don't know, just so much about this is good. The songs are good, the characters are good, the production design's good, the writing's good. <laughs> just like even though it is the less faithful adaptation of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, um it's significantly better than the Tim Burton one. Yeah, no. Which, please, if you've only watched the Tim Burton one, go <laughs> oh, watch please this go, one. Please go watch please, the older version. Please. It's so much better. <laughs> like, like for me, like I don't even have that big of a problem with the Tim Burton one, but it doesn't even compare to this one. Nope. This is hilarious. It's got an actual good story. It's not awkward like the Tim Burton one is. Bro, there's some awkward like homeschooler energy on the Tim Burton one. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, four and a half stars for that. Good, good, good take, Micah. Cold take. <laughs> um, a couple more shout-outs for short films. There's only two this time on the 18th. Uh, Paddington Goes to the Movies. is a It's a stop-motion Paddington film <laughs> from 1980. Uh, if you can find it on YouTube, go watch it. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, and also, wh- honestly, one of the coolest things I've seen in a while that I, I have to mention uh, is Spacey, which is a 1981 short film and it's a experimental film that is supposed to play with your senses 
and honestly i felt like i was going blind for like two <laughs> two whole minutes wow. so i i mean it's like i don't know i i slapped masterpiece status on my review and i honestly would i would stick by that it's really good go watch it wow <laughs> it's called spacey you already said that yes i wanted to i wanted to re-say it uh, I got another movie for the 18th as well. Oh, really? What yeah. did you watch? I watched the 80s classic oh, no. Cloak and Dagger, which... I was trying to tune this out while you guys watched Which it. was honestly, like, like I was editing while I did this, so I wasn't giving it my full attention, but it was it was pretty fun. Like, it, it wasn't aggressively awful like I assumed it would be. It's just, you know, it's cute. It's, it's not doing much... Uh, is it trying to do much? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty three star movie. I would say that I gave it three stars. Pretty, pretty three star. It's just like it's an '80s movie. It's a three star '80s movie with this kid. That happens a lot. <laughs> uh, is that is that all? For yeah, the that was that was it for the 18th. All right, no escape room. No escape room. That was the, the 19th. <laughs> I meant to say the 19th. Yes, the 19th. Uh, no escape room. We watched four different movies on the 19th, so this this is good. <laughs> interesting no escape room um no escape room is a sci-fi made for tv movie and for for that being the case that that's the jumping off point i actually really liked it i did not well really liked it is strong i liked it (laughs) i gave it one and a half stars honestly Um, it's kind of it was like it was like if you took escape room the movie (laughs) i liked i liked escape room which i wasn't a big fan of but but you know it was it was it was okay yeah. Um, and then you combine it with like a Blumhouse movie, <laughs> you get this. You get you get no escape room. <laughs> it's not good. It's boring. It's contrived. It's, it is very contrived. It's, they don't explain anything, so nope. it doesn't. It's not a satisfying story no, in the it's, slightest. It ends and it just ends. That's it. <laughs> like I get like leaving your stories open ended, but that wasn't this. No. <laughs> this was just they it just didn't explain. They just raise a bunch of questions and then just never address anything. It doesn't explain literally anything. And literally (laughs) most of the dramatic tension of the movie is hinging on like, what's actually going on here? And then they just never tell you. And they pull like, ah, my phone. I figured it landed on my blanket, so it wasn't like a loud bang. Well, you moving around and talking is loud. Uh, but like, and it pulls like a 1408, like, ooh, thing at the end. And you're just like, what? 1408 is the superior film to this, but not by much. Oh, there we go. Combine 1408, an escape room, and a Blumhouse movie, quality-wise. And then... Are you saying 1408 is higher quality than Blumhouse? Yes, I am. Okay, well, I'd say say 1408 is like a solid three and a half. Uh, (laughs) I don't know, man. I didn't like that movie very much. Anyway, yeah, no escape room. I wouldn't suggest it Pretty mid. More like pretty low. Mid escape room. Pretty low. One and a half stars. Okay. Next, we watched the 2015 uh, should-be classic, The Fits. 2015 masterpiece. Masterpiece. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> who's who's going to stop me? I wrote my review. My review is, I feel like this says a lot. I'm just not really sure what. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I feel like there's so much... Like it, It's kind of like Greener Grass, where the more I think about its screenplay, I'm like, this has to mean something, right? Which, with Greener Grass, I'm obviously a lot more equipped to dissect it since I grew up in a suburban area adjacent kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I can obviously pick up on its criticisms of suburbia and stuff like that a lot easier than I can with the fits. The fits. Yeah. Um, but 
like it's so good it's, it really is so good and it's it's got such an interesting like production around it too the more i look into mm-hmm. the production the more i'm like wow that's that's actually really cool and like you got it's it's a female writer and director heck yeah and it's just like all around it's just it's really good it just doesn't like it makes <laughs> sense but it's uh, like like what it does is i don't know how to describe it honestly. it captures it bro honestly the most um, well not most notable the most memorable part of this to me is how insanely well it captures the uh after hours feeling at a public like space yeah with us being uh pks and like being uh, staying around after events Spent a so lot often of time like after like when the party's over kind of thing yeah <laughs> just like cleaning up like that that then... that feeling of being in a like a community center or something after hours it, this perfectly captures that feeling definitely <laughs> which is i don't know I, i'll always love it for that because i've never seen another film capture the the vibe of that so yeah. well but i don't know i described this as kind of like child suspiria <laughs> basically is. um but that doesn't really capture i don't know there's something about it we should do an episode on this as well sometime there's something like there's just that something about it like yeah. that in like 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 and it, it has to do with like the fits and it has to do with uh the ending of the movie but i just i don't know what it means <laughs> i don't yeah i was about to say i still don't know but what it, it means, means a lot <laughs> and the fact that it's still like so investing and still so engaging throughout the entire runtime even though you may not be able to decipher all yeah of it. and then it leaves itself so open-ended but like in a good way yes that this is the mm. it's it really would honestly be edging on a five uh if i was rating it. i gave it four and a half yeah very very good though yes insanely good go watch it go watch it, it it's, on? it's on prime right now and if prime. you don't have amazon prime you can watch it on tubi right tubi. at the moment yeah, go watch for it. free with ads, which eh. <laughs> <laughs> so so for the for context, we went around the nineteenth. We watched Escape Room, then we watched The Fits, and then we watched Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked, <laughs> my Heck man. Yeah, Hoodwinked is. So I think good. we've mentioned this on the podcast. We have. Before. Hoodwinked is so good. We need to do an episode on it. Sometime. Like like like. It's got. It's such... so weird because like the animation is trash. Oh, the animation is absolute garbage. Like absolutely <laughs> trash. But like the screenplay itself and the voice acting and like everything, like everything else besides Literally, the animation. Everything besides its visuals is so good. And even like, the, even then, it has like some really clever visual jokes and stuff. Right. It's actually like a good movie. Like yeah, there's still the occasional stupid joke. It is still a kids like a kids movie. Um, but it's still like, it's just so well written for what it is and it's really funny and like, it shouldn't be good, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. No, I, I cannot recommend Hoodwinked enough. I gave it four stars. It's quite good. <laughs> then even later on in the 19th, <laughs> we watched Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Heck yeah. A classic rewatch, baby. A great movie. Is it, is it, is it gutsy to call this a classic? I feel like, I feel uh, like it is, right? No. I don't really think so. <laughs> Phil Lord and Chris Miller could probably literally make any movie interesting and funny. And they did it with this. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite of their movies. It's just it's just so good. It's so funny. Bro, the so three, clever. <laughs> the three point two average for this is like criminally low. Right? Like why it needs it needs to be like a four or something. Right? Like a it three point nine or something. Close to a four, right? <laughs> it's it's so good. But um, but yeah, we we were killing. In other words, we were on fire. Besides on the no escape room, besides we went no to escape the fits, room, hoodwinked and cloudy with a chance of meatballs. 
Uh, did you watch anything on the 20th? I did. I watched... Uh, I did. I watched at least two movies. Oh, right. You watched that with me. I forgot. Yes. Um, I, I watched... I rewatched Shop uh, a Pop Opera, which is a short by Jack Stober, which you should go watch. Tis, very good. Which is very good. <laughs> very fun. I watched it while I was making my sandwich. <laughs> wow. For lunch. And it was worth it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I watched Late Spring, uh, which was a Criterion movie. Uh, this was also for the favorite film from every year list. I hadn't seen a single film from uh, 1949, which was kind of weird because it's like not even that old. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, this is really, really good. I, I don't know what I don't know what to say about it. It's it's a one of the saddest movies I've seen in a while. I think. What what is it with me watching like sad like Japanese and Korean films while you're gone. Like I watched Aikiru. And then you're like five stars, bro. It's the best thing. I watched Aikiru and now I watched late spring and they're both really, really sad except for Aikiru is I'm sad about dying. Late spring is I'm sad about being single kind of thing. Wow. All right. Which Uh, I can, I can relate to that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Then later on the 20th, we watched the farewell. The Farewell Baby. Um, which is a masterpiece. We did an episode on it a while back. We did do a ma- an episode on it, but it's still so good. It's still insanely good. I'm going to do a video essay on it at some point. Name name another name I another can. movie okay. with, that's five stars with a singing dog in it, Mike. None. Okay, <laughs> though. Not single. Okay, though. Uh, for those of you who watch on YouTube and you're like, what? There's no The Farewell There's video. There's no Farewell uh, episode. Uh, it, it, got, it got taken down, and I'm really sad because I really want to do a video essay about The Farewell. <laughs> But for some reason, copyright is just the most strict on the farewell. Like you do like you you slap anything from the farewell oh up gosh. there and you're probably going to get blocked. Yeah, I was about to say our episode got taken down on YouTube and we don't even use any footage or anything from the movie. We have the poster on the screen as a static I image think, for the entire runtime. I think I did a video that used um, the trailer. Probably the trailer footage. For yeah. when I watched it. Like yeah. I did a what I watched thing. Yeah. And it got blocked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I was about to say the farewell is in, in case you're looking for the farewell episode, go to our anchor profile or something. If you, if you're our, if you're just strictly a YouTube listener and just want to listen to the farewell episode, go to our anchor. Yeah. The uh, farewell listen to it there. is amazing. And it, I really want to do a video good, about yeah. it, but I'm just sad because like you can't get it. And I feel like that's why it's such a, like one of the, like a not well-known A24 movies is because it's just you can't find anything about it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, go watch The Farewell. Yeah, it's very good. I gave it five stars. I would probably give it five stars as well. Then on the 21st, the we 21st. watched A Little Princess. Uh, for a, a bit of context, uh, one of my friends <laughs> uh, context uh, was, was in <laughs> a theater troupe that I actually used to do. Uh, I want to do it back what? but i would you used to be a thespian Mike? we didn't have a money for it this year uh but anyway uh they performed a little princess as their musical, musical. and then my mom found out that it was a movie and then robbie <laughs> found out that it was directed by alfonso curan i love his stuff man uh so then we watched it <laughs> <laughs> so then we watched it. long story short we watched it. uh i'm not a big alfonso curan fan uh, he's he's directed one of my least favorite harry potter movies and i didn't like gravity dang uh i don't know how you <sighs> but dang <laughs> you know i think this is probably one of the best instances of his direction actually working for me in the sense of like a fairy tale i guess but like 
it's not that great of a movie. I just thought, like, actually from, like, an Alfonso Cuaron point of view, this is probably my favorite Alfonso Cuaron movie. I was going to say this is my least favorite movie from him. Um, it's not bad by any stretch, really. I mean, it's just pretty... It's pretty good. <laughs> well, I dislike the other two movies of his yeah. that I've seen, so... Yes, you do, Micah. I gave a little princess three and a half. It's like three, three and a half range. It's like, yeah, I was about to say, it's, it's, if you could go in between a three and a three and a half, that's where it stands, <laughs> uh, I think. Also on the 21st, I watched uh, Spy Kids 2, The yeah, Island of Lost Dreams. Yeah, when did you watch Dreams. this? I, technically, I had been watching it in like bits and pieces oh, throughout. Lame. Uh, but, uh, Weak. <laughs> this isn't like i wasn't just gonna sit down and like watch spy kids 2 i mean it's a great movie don't get me wrong uh if you don't think spy kids 2 is the best spy kids movie you're wrong it's a better spy movie than Tenet. it is a better spy movie than Tenet. uh yeah spy kids 2 is my childhood and i love it i gave it three and a half stars then on the 21st i watched pan's labyrinth, pan's labyrinth. which is literally probably one of my favorite movies of all time and is amazing and sad and amazing and amazing. <laughs> well, there you go. And yeah. Are we going to do Pan's Labyrinth it's, someday, Micah? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I'm not sure I would have too much to comment. I would be like, wow. Wow. Look at this movie. It's so good. <laughs> take, and it has all these element good elements. It. It's good. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> and then on the 22nd, we watched Tenet. Tenet. <laughs> I was about to say, we watched it a mere hours ago. Honestly, it was like... <laughs> Would that be? Um, you in the bath, like it was only like, like six, eight hours ago yeah, like six, since it ended. Like six, eight hours ago, something like that. Dang. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get much sleep. <laughs> no, we did not. Um, but what, you know what we're gonna do, Micah? Take a nap. We're gonna we're gonna end the episode. Take we're, a nap. We're gonna take a nap. I need. I have work to do. What am I saying? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I had been wanting to do like an outro segment, but we're almost, we're pushing the hour and a half mark as it is. So. We gotta, we gotta hit the two and a half hour mark so people will click on this thinking it's the movie. <laughs> we'll just do that acapella for an hour and a for half. An hour and a half. No, you, we'll just get one loop of you doing it and then like <laughs> reverb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that, that was, that was Tenet. That was what we watched this week. Yeah. Um, if you got go watch it all. Yeah, go go watch it. Form your Except own. Except for opinion. no escape do room. Do it. Don't give it well, your time. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Watch the rest of them. That you know, you know what I said after we finished watching Escape Room or No Escape Room, rather. What I said that would be a good like Halloween movie night movie <laughs> where you could just sit around and like talk over it with your friends. Wow. <laughs> so like a Halloween party movie. Yeah, like a Halloween party. Like you just turn that on. You're like, because hey, it has some creepy stuff. Uh, occasionally, creepy stuff. occasionally it is kind of gory, and you're like, yeah, I'm getting into it, and then that the end. <laughs> You can comment on how dumb it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, have a good have a good February have a, or have a nice life. <laughs> have a nice life. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. I'm the protagonist. The protagonist. The protagonist. I'm an amateur protagonist. <laughs> You're a protagonist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't remind me, Micah. Don't remind me. <laughs>